What's up, guys? Welcome to uh, the Matt Beck Podcast. Today, I've got a special guest, Alicia Smith, uh, hanging out with me today. We're going to be talking about uh, selling retail in the salon, well, in the salon, out of the salon, also online, uh, and just surviving this COVID crisis. Uh, you know, some of us have opened our businesses, but a lot of us haven't. Uh, so Alicia's going to kind of help guide the way a little bit into salon retail online, but also, you know, she's a salon owner as well. So we're taking all of your questions and we're going to answer them this morning. Uh, so make sure you're posting them in the chat. I love seeing all of you guys in there. Make sure once you get in the chat that you're just sharing away uh, so that we can grow this thing as big as possible. Uh, and that's it. Me and Alicia are going to have this chat. So Alicia, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So we're going to talk about, um, like I said, selling uh, retail online. But before we get into that, I really want to go over uh, just who you are, uh, what you're about, and then uh, where you came from. Because I know that you not only have a, a smaller salon now, which is what I love. I love small salons. It's, you know, we even when we expanded and got a bigger building, we kept it to four chairs because... I just love the intimacy and the control that you can have in a four chair environment. Um, but you grew up in a smaller salon environment, correct? Yes, I did. I did. Um, we, I grew up at Topsail, which is a small, tiny little beach town um, on the coast of North Carolina. And my mom had a salon there and she only had about four techs in there. She also had a small retail area, but she was obsessed with retail as well. And she had jewelry and all kinds of stuff and later went into even owning a jewelry store and other retail places or locations that didn't okay. have anything to do with hair. She saw the financial you know, stability in it. But yeah, I came from that small area and then I opened a big salon, which I had 38 service providers, okay. um, hit the recession in 2008. And then now I have this salon, which has four service providers, and then we have three dry bar chairs. Okay. And let's talk about that. So in 2008 is when me and my wife opened our, our salon, our first salon. And uh, I remember how difficult it was uh, not only opening a business, trying to get clients in the door, basically trying to give away. Uh, it was like buy one, get one free haircut era at that point. So, uh, so let's talk about that. So you had 38 service providers at that time. And then what, what happened really during that time and what happened? Like how did it shift? Well, in 2006 is when I opened. And the first year we opened, we had a huge business. And then okay. in 2008, it really started crashing hard. So like you, many people went and they were given buy one, get ones. They were given things for free. And I was looking around our area and my salon was very similar, similar to other places. They were kind of like that middle of the row. And I always compare everything to fashion. So if you're talking about a fashion store, I would say the express or the limited or the structure or what that middle of the row shopping right, right. Um, and I was, well, there's a lot of us so how do I stand out I either need to do a really inexpensive haircut and value at that or I need to go really high end and I chose the latter which was super risky um, we started charging for blow dries. We started charging for all the seconds of our time and I lost half my staff and I lost half my clientele but we were being paid for every second we were working and we built on that. And now that we have that platform and we went that way, it's really served us well and our clientele well. And we have a very amazing, amazing clientele now because of it, because we just went high end. So now we serve 3%, not 97%. Yeah. But my mother's business model was the 97%. So I've seen both ways. 
Right. So it's kind of a catch too, depending on, you know, what your business model is, but it can work either way as long as you stay consistent. Yeah. That's super interesting to think about. Like, um, you know, where a lot of people, and, and we've talked about this in a lot of different aspects, but what people do when they start freaking out and they, and they need money and they need things like we start giving away the farm, I guess you would say like where I grew up in, right. Iowa, we would say that, but like you'd start giving away everything. And then when you come out of it, you're kind of, you're built, you've built that reputation. So now what do you build on uh, where you kind of, you made that shift in 2006, you probably lost a lot. You lost a lot of staff. You lost a lot of clients, but at the same time you built a reputation up. So now, so now shifting in, is this the same salon that, that you had then, or is this a different, a totally different thing that you have now? This is a totally different business model. So the other salon that I have is one of the salon and spa like duo things where you have a yeah. salon in the front and the spa in the back. And our retail area was really tiny. Well, also I'd gone to all of these um, trainings about how to do and structure your uh, business plan. And, how, and I went to several different ones that are sponsored by several different people. And they were all fantastic. I learned so many things from those, from those things. But what I also learned is that wasn't good enough for me because yeah. 85% service to 15% retail is never going to pay your bills. And the way I've always compared it is like a gas station. So if you go get gasoline at a gas station, you know, it's pennies on the dollar that you make on the gas. What do they need you to do to make money? They need you to go to the convenience store, right? So because the convenience store is really what carries the gasoline, that's what pays for everything. So I thought, how can I redo and structure my business to where, you know, 95% of my my um, salon isn't services. It needs to be retail, right? So I kind of restructured my entire business plan and I wanted to be 50-50 retail to service. And that's what we've created and that's what we've done. But you have to know your clients and you have to know what they want. Right, exactly. Okay, so let's talk about that then. So if you, so you have put in a big, big retail area, correct? In your salon? Right. I can see retail retail behind you. Comparison to the service side, but still really small, but yeah, kind of big. Okay. So, um, so what did you, how did you pick what retail you wanted to have? Like when you look at your uh, client base and all of that, what went into your decisions on what you wanted to bring in? Well, we, we always had Kerastos. So that was one brand that we always had. So we kind of started, that was kind of our beginning thing. And when the recession hit, we kept that one line. And then we also added Shuamira. Then whenever I bought the other business, which was a makeup store, I kind of combined the two retail places and made one. So we all, that makeup store was tied to a retail store that sold clothing. And she kind of had the vision that she wanted a high-end boutique, like a Barney's or like, like that kind of situation. So I bought that from them and I combined the two businesses. So now we have Yves Saint Laurent, which is makeup and not everyone in the salon can get that because really it's tied into a department store, but because we have the rights to it because we bought the business we have been able to keep it we also have keels we have balmond hair couture we have erosio um we have dardell kitsch accessories we have balmond accessories i'm looking around the store shower cap you know just fun little kind of pick up and carry items as well um but just high-end luxury items everything that we have kind of tells the story and you know you ask how i pick those lines everything kind of tells a story so it's, it's more of like a couture mindset. So it's tailor-made things um, that we can kind of specify for each client or kind of shop for them. We've kind of created personal shopping experiences. We also have something called Steamline Luggage, Stetson Hats. I'm a country okay. girl at heart, so I had to have Stetsons. 
um, okay. things like that. Okay, cool. So, um, so let's go, let's go back. So salon shut down. Uh, when did, when did they, mm-hmm. you're in North Carolina or South Carolina? I'm in North Carolina. So in North Carolina, when did the salons shut down for, for the quarantine, the, the COVID pandemic? It feels like so long ago. I think it was I about March 20th was our last day. Okay. So, uh, when that happened, you made a choice. You did not have an online store, correct? We did not. At that point, we had started. I, I was paying the fee for it, but like other okay. hairdressers, I worked most of my time behind the chair. So I was kind of, you know, talking to my social media director. I used someone that helps me with all of my social media, and he was kind of building the page on the on the back end. But he really needed me to do some of the legwork, um, yeah. and I was kind of dragging my feet because we were trying to work, and you know, as salons and salon owners and stylists always do. And I just got behind. So when this hit, I thought, Oh my gosh, I've never had this much time off in my life. Like I can really make this thing happen. Right. So that's whenever I kind of started everything. Okay. So, and and that's where I, so obviously Minerva beauty uh, is a a big sponsor of my podcast and um, you know, that's how I got to know you. So they introduced me to you Mm -hmm. just a few days ago and said, you know, this girl's really doing some great things. Um, and Minerva was the whole time when this whole thing happened, the salons got shut down. They reached out to me and they're like, you know, we want to help be a voice and we want to try to get as many people as we can on your podcast. We'll do the work. We'll just bring them in. And, and, um, so they were telling me about, um, what you've done and what you've created with your online retail business. So what I was thinking is that you had been doing this for a long time. What I'm fascinated about now is that you haven't been, um, and, and I've done online sales not for my salon, but for, um, for free salon education and we sell online and all that stuff. So I built Shopify stores and I understand, uh, you know, different things about it. I'm fascinated that you've built this since March 28th, uh, got it going. It's a beautiful store. I looked at it online. Uh, me and my wife were looking at it last night, browsing through to see what you had. Um, so let's talk about, are you shipping? Um, do you ship everything by yourself? Um, do you have a process for that? What's going on with that part of it? Well, that's kind of the beauty of the whole situation is that I've been able to do it all by myself. Normally you're delegating and you're kind of backtracking and you're cleaning up messes and, you know, not out of any fault of anyone, just out of, you know, it gets kind of mixed up whenever you translate what you want or, you know, what you're wanting to happen. So I came in and started doing everything myself, but yes, I'm shipping everything. Um, and you know, we do. anywhere from 10 orders a day, you know, that we're doing. And it's been pretty simple to do. Um, We do use Shopify. You mentioned that. And it's been a great platform for us because you can buy the label right there. You can print it, ship it off. Super simple. Yeah, it's really easy. So uh, everybody in the chat, what I want you guys to kind of uh, understand, and if you have questions, please post them. Um, Somebody wrote uh, Country Girl. So they're giving you a little shout out there. Um, so, uh, here's the thing. So Shopify, uh, so that me and you can go back and forth with that a little bit. Shopify is such an easy tool. Uh, and this is obviously not a commercial for Shopify, but it's a legit store. So, um, that's one of the beauties of it. It comes up very searchable on Google, which is nice. Um, and it's an easy to build. Anybody can build a store on Shopify. Basically what you go, you go sign up, um, you name your store, whatever you want. Then you pick a template just like uh, most other websites. And then that can actually become your salon website very easily. Um, and you just start loading in products, take pictures of the products. What I love that you've done is 
I don't know how you got such good pictures. Did you get them from this, uh, the manufacturer's websites? Is that where you pulled from? Yeah. Yes. What I did was I basically went through and just kind of figured out how to copy paste them. Um, yeah. And I tried to go by the manufacturer so I could actually get their descriptions. Um, some of them, whenever you go on there, you'll like try to download it and it'll say web image and it won't download. You have to find a JPEG or a PNG. Yeah. So I, I did that. Um, that was a little difficult and took a lot of time, but there was some days I worked for longer days than I do hair. I mean, there was 12 hour days that I would sit in one chair all day and just download stuff. And I, I still don't have everything in the store in there. I'm still working on it, but it's been such a learning process. And I'm glad that I did it myself because as a salon owner, sometimes we don't appreciate the work that goes behind it. And I don't know that I would have been one patient with whoever was doing it to understand how long it actually takes for data entry. But now that I know, I'm going to appreciate whoever does it and the shipping, like it, everything takes time. But once you've done it correctly and you've laid your platform, you know, from there on, you're, it's just easy. I mean, I, I don't know if you've had the Shopify app for your store, but you hear this cha-ching thing yeah, and it just it makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm, perfect, I'm like, yes, it's you know, true. and I'm not doing anything about it. So are you promoting, um, so, all right, so we get the Shopify store set up. Um, like I said, very simple. You load your products in, you grab the products and descriptions from, from manufacturers, websites, and then you've got a store it's live. Uh, what you were saying about shipping labels, it's great because the, the shipping label, it, it calculates everything. You put in the weight of the product and it calculates the shipping. You print the label, you slap it on the box and you're ready to go. Are you shipping UPS? I would assume. Or something like I'm that. Actually FedEx. Going to the postal shop. You can do UPS, okay. um, but I'm not here all day long. So I've been going kind of in between my house and here. So I just go to the postal service and they give me a receipt. It's got the tracking on it. Some yeah. people are doing in house. So we call it in house because we're the house of beauty. So they'll come in and they'll pick up the product here and we do curbside. We have windows in the front of our store. We just lift them up and, you know, kind of pass it through the window. That's been fine. Um, but we do sh free shipping anything over $75. So okay. that kind of is a little bit of an well, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So they, um, so the products, uh, like hairsprays and stuff, you can ship through the post office. Yeah, I mean they'll ask you, and you just are honest. Just I don't know if it's extra. We haven't had any issues. Okay, cool. So, um, so that's great. And then, so, so now you get the store set up, and um, once, so now how are you driving traffic is really the biggest thing because I think where a lot of salons, um, you built a beautiful Instagram, um, obviously. Uh, and you got great images up there. Did you change your Instagram a little bit or was, did it always kind of look that way? I've always, I, I use a company called Brand Engine and they are a national company as well. They're fantastic. They did my, they do my whole Instagram. That's not something oh, wow. I can handle being back there. So they okay. handle all of my Instagram. I do the photo shoots for it with them or, you know, other photographers we've used. We also do a lot of local magazines and we always get the images from that. So we kind of build a platform with our images. Um, and, and Michael from Brandon does all that for me. He kind of creates the theme. It's got my vision behind it, but he's, he's cooler than me. So he gives the edge. Okay. <laughs> I still have everything like really pretty. And, you know, so he tries to make it a little bit more edgy, which I love. Um, okay. and I just kind of that I, I built that. And then, um, that's, that's it with the, with the social media. And then our website also ties to everything and it's given us a platform to sell on that. But really what I've tried to do is, like I said, I was, I was raised in that little tiny salon my whole life with my mom. It was a $7 and 95 cent haircut. So really what I've gone back to is just kind of my roots and 
I just pick up the phone and say, Hey Matt, it's Alicia. I would love for you to purchase this product from me. If you need anything, you know, I know you're running out of shampoo. If there's anything you, you need, let me know. And I've just picked up the phone and called people. And I know that's okay. super awkward for some because it's cold calling, but I, I don't think it is because you're just offering a product they already use. Well, I think so it's not like you're trying to sell them something exactly. they don't use every day. It's a necessity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a necessity. And it's, it's nice. I think at this point, um, for if you're a stylist to be reaching out, uh, just to say, Hey, to, to your clients too. So not, it's not really a weird phone call. I don't think at this point, um, if they have any questions, if they're struggling with anything, um, telling them that you can't wait to, to be back in the salon doing their hair again. And yeah. just to let you know, you know, we have products online. Uh, if you're, if you need shampoo or anything, uh, it's easy, you know, and it'll ship right to your house. You and can pick it up, time, whatever. Yeah. And now's the time to try something different. I mean, this is the time where you can try the mask you wanted to try or sit around and do something. You know, we have this thing called baby foot where it takes an hour on your feet this is now the time that you have time on your computer to do that. You're not, you know, you're working from home or, you know, you're staying at home. So it's, it's a fun time. For sure. Uh, so Melissa's asking if she can get the name of the Instagram platform you're using again. Um, the Instagram platform, like for, helps for Shopify. Oh, brand engine. Yeah. Brand engine. Okay. Um, brand engine. Yeah. And uh, Rhonda's asking how much does shipping cost? So like on an average order of $75 that you're paying for the shipping, how much, how much is it? Cause $7. obviously $7. Okay. Um, which is, and if you're a salon owner, yeah. And if you're a salon owner and you are paying your stylist 10% of the, of the product anyway, you really have made more money than in the, in the salon because you're not giving that percentage out. Yeah. Right. Um, and so and there's also, I believe ways. So like, let's look at like a salon that, um, like if you have a staff of 10 employees and you want to get them involved in pushing and selling the stuff online, there's also affiliate programs that you can set up through Shopify. I've done it before, um, mm -hmm. to where they can get credit. They can use a certain link, send it out to their clients, and then they could get credit, uh, on the product sales as well. If that was something that you wanted to expand and bring on and you had a bigger staff as well. Um, you can also add a code. So what I did was when we first opened and I was kind of getting introduced, I created a code for each stylist and gave it to them. And then I could kind of see, you know, what they're following. Cause a lot of, a lot of stylists have these really big followings and I always ask them, how does it resonate into dollars? Cause it's fun to have a portfolio, yeah. but how does it resonate? money in your pocket. And this was a nice way for me to give everyone a code and actually see if their influence is actually their profession. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a big thing, you know, versus is it a personal influence or is it a professional influence? Because I want to be influenced or I'm, I want to be an influencer for my profession because I have enough to influence. I have my children, you know, like I don't need that in my personal life. I, I want to be a professional influencer. So that was kind of a nice little, you know, test to see, you know, what that is on their, their social medias. Yeah. And, uh, and I think Jeff was telling me that this is at least, this is paying your rent, right? Is, yeah. is that true? It's, it it's definitely, it's bringing enough money in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also, it's paid my rent and I've also been able to, to take a paycheck, which has nice. been incredible because, you know, and it's not my salary like that. I would, it's not my, my money that I would get like a commission based. I'm not giving my right. commission based sales, but I'm giving myself my normal owner salary, which is incredible because, you know, really you're, you're, like I said before, your margin is in your retail. Your margin is not in your service unless you yeah. are the stylist. 
Now, when I'm doing hair myself, I make margin on myself. But when my stylists are doing hair, there's not that big of a margin on what they do. When you look at the numbers, the reality of it is not there. So I need them to sell retail. So what, and just to give you an idea of how we train when we bring them on is the first thing we say when they walk in the door is we are a retail-based company. Yeah. Are you comfortable with educating your clients on retail? That's the number one thing before they ever get through the doors that we ask because we feel like it is a support service to give them the retail they need to maintain their hair, you know, yeah. for whatever we've done. Um, a good project I did one time is I took all the retail out of the store in the back and said, you know, let's just not use any retail and see how their hair works. Yeah. See how good it does. Because if you don't need it and they don't need it, then we don't need it. And I said, just for the day, let's try it. And we did it. And we were like, we need our retail. And so do they. It's just, it's necessary. Yeah. And they're buying it from somewhere. So you might as well. It's like like buying a Mercedes and getting it serviced at the Jiffy Lube. Right. You take it to where you bought it. From. You take it to the dealership you bought it from. You know, and they say, "Oh, well, it's more expensive there," but they know the car, they know the vehicle, just like we know your hair. We're gonna recommend. We want us to look good when you're gone. Yeah, I gotta get better at that actually, because I gotta, <laughs> gotta I gotta, I gotta flat tire. Well, we got a nail in our tire, and uh, I found it yesterday, and I was like, oh, "I'll just take it to the place." And my wife's like, "No, we we take it to the place where we bought it and let them fix yeah. it. They know how to fix it." Uh, well, smart. I my car. Women are smart. Women are smart. You're right. Yeah, they are. And I actually took my car to a random place one time and they redid my oil and my engine actually blew up because it was diesel, like a blue tech diesel. And they didn't put the right amount in. And oh. my engine completely, it was a horrible experience. And now I'm always like, trust me, let me service your vehicle. <laughs> that makes sense. Let me do it, does, it. it totally makes sense. Um, right? right. So I think, uh, let me see. So proud of you, Alicia. Michael says, um, let's see. I work in a salon. So happy for you. So people just loving what you're doing. Um, I Aww. think if anybody well, has any, another, any other questions, post them. What's that? Um, another thing I wanted to mention was services. Yeah. You know, that this is, like I said, we are a luxury high-end retail boutique, but it can be done anywhere because when my mom sold, you know, Redken, Paul Mitchell, she sold all those things at her store and she was turning the same numbers I was. She was just having to sell a lot more of it. But, you know, yeah. she was doing it. She called me today and said, honey, how, how many haircuts did you do today? I said, I did 12. She said, well, how much money did you make? And I told her. And I said, how many did you do? She made the same amount of money as me, but she did 73 haircuts, wet cuts, one after the other, turning and burning. But it just yeah. shows the money there if the drive is there you know you can make whatever you want and it doesn't you can't make the excuses oh this is too expensive or oh this isn't expensive enough it really comes from do you believe what you're selling and do you believe what you're doing and and are you proud of it and do you use it yourself because they're not going to believe you if you don't use it or you don't believe in it another thing that i always tell my stylist is make sure when you're talking about your retail you always use a have word with a problem. So like if they come in, you're going to talk about their hair and you say, Oh, it's heavy or it's this, you know, any, what's, what's a half word, um, frizzy, anything you don't want really. Right. Yeah. But when you're talking about retail, you always use a want word. So your want words are things like shiny moisturizing. Cause I'll have staff come in and they'll talk about, you know, a product and they'll say, Oh, you don't need that mask because it's, it's, um, too heavy for you. It's not too heavy. It's just moisturizing and they may need it later. So you never want to talk about it. 
right? You don't ever want to say it's heavy because right. they'll never get it out of their head. You always use a, a want word with a want product and a have word with a have problem. And the other thing I always talk about is whenever you have a product that's amazing, you treat it like it's amazing. So if you're selling something, you're talking about something, you hold it like it's a piece of crystal and you talk to them about it, but you're not holding it and swinging it and moving it. You know, you're holding it and you're talking to them about it because it has value. It is a valuable thing. Um, and the last thing um, I would give a little, little fun service advice. I know we're talking about retail, but my mom, like I said, we were from the country and she called me one time and she said, um, I want you to come and do haircuts for me. She had cancer. So she needed me to come in and do some of her clients. I said, mom, you know, I went to like a really good school and I don't, I don't, I don't want to do those haircuts. I don't want to do a $7 haircut. She said, well, why? So one, you cut a lot of mullets. Now this is like early 2000s and mullets are not cool anymore. She said, well, honey, what do you mean? I, I cut a lot of mullets. I said, well, you cut a lot of mullets and I don't, I don't do those haircuts. She said, well, that's a half a haircut for full price. And I was like, huh? She said, and if you perm the back, you've done a half a perm for full price. She said, you got to be a good businesswoman. And I, now I always think about, yeah, but what I'm selling and what I'm doing, I always try to like kind of stay rooted, stay grounded in the way I was raised and what I believe in. And then people will come to you. They want to yeah. buy from you. They don't want to buy from this invisible man on Amazon. They want to buy from you because you're a person and you're human and you have a lot to show them and teach them about your craft and what you do. You know, what you use yourself. You have to be, you have to be an influencer yourself, the way you look and the way you style your hair. You know, all that matters. That's awesome. So, um, so just to, so Renee's asking what products are you selling, but I, I think that that kind of, kind of sum that up a little bit in that last statement saying that, you know, pretty much any brand you can sell online. Like uh, what I would say is here's the thing about selling is you can't sell something you don't know. So if you don't, if it's not something that you got to study the product, you got to really understand it. Um, and we've talked about this a lot. So I want to get into a little bit of online thought process because you're definitely working very locally. Um, and you have somebody doing your Instagram and all that stuff. So I want to like, I want to talk about uh, online selling a little bit because one of the things that we're really starting to focus on is creating salon group on Facebook um, to be able to talk to our customers more on an online basis. And when you have a group, so uh, right now, like people are on a fan page. Like if you're watching this on Facebook right now, you're on a fan page of either free salon education or Minerva beauty. And, um, that's a different thing. That's, it's a harder thing to reach people on when you're on a group. It's a specific group built for one purpose. And if you build one for your salon, you can invite your clients in, uh, and then it becomes a community. And now whenever you put out advice about a product or you talk about a product, um, it should never be selling. It should be always educating about it. So uh, when we, when we talk about the value, the value of this product, the product that we have in our hand, um, and, I like those keywords that you're talking about, talking about a little bit differently, talking about the positives of, of what it does, the benefits of it, instead of, you know, the negative of things. Um, but if you could translate that conversation and put it on video online, uh, and it doesn't have to be fancy, it can be right from your phone, but just being a, a building an online community. So when things like, like we're in now, uh, when you can't sit in front of your guest or the the 95% of your guest's life when they're not with you, they can still be in communication with you through online, you know, education. And now you can tie that into product sales on your website, which um, you're doing very well. So I think for people out there, 
I want to encourage all of you guys, um, as I see you in the chat, see you guys on here live, or maybe you're watching this later. Um, you know, I encourage you guys to try this because, but you can't go half in, right? Like you can't, like you said, you did it for five years. You talked about having one. And so many people have said, you know, it's too late now, uh, during this crisis to build a website, you prove them wrong. Uh, so I think that's awesome. And, uh, it's never too late, but tomorrow's too late is basically what it is. So you just can't do it tomorrow. Uh, you got to get, get going. It's easy. It's cheap. Um, Shopify stores until you start selling a lot of product, don't really, it it grows with you. Right. So, um, just to have a store, I think it's 30 bucks a month, but then Mm -hmm. once you start selling, you know, then it could be, you know, it'll be more, but you're selling a lot. So it doesn't matter. Um, you know, but like I said, you know, I grew, so we were, when we started free salon education, we didn't have an online store or anything. I didn't even know what this was all going to be about. We were just making videos, having a good time. And then, um, one day we were like, you know what, we should sell scissors online and, uh, the scissors that we use because we love them and, and all of that. So we talked to the distributor. They said, yeah, you can totally sell them. No problem built a Shopify website and, you know, three years later, we were selling a half a million dollars in scissors a year, you know? So that's like, it's the power of the online business, you know? Um, and just the power of a voice of, of education and all that stuff. So you guys have to like, it can be done. Um, you know, and Alicia is proof of that. And that's what I love is that you don't have a giant salon right now. Yeah, go ahead. It doesn't have to be huge to be successful because what my goal was one to not be bored while I was on this little transition period of COVID-19. I didn't want to be bored. I wanted to make sure that I was still being, you know, staying inspired and staying new and fresh. And it was just kind of like, I'm going to try this project. And when the first cha-ching happened, I thought, oh my gosh, I just made $13 more than I had when I started. And every single sale, I just said, oh my gosh, there's $15 more. There's $45 more. And, And there's no rate. You're not racing with anyone but yourself. So I'm not going to compare your sheer sales to my shampoo sales yeah, because it's, it's different. Yeah. And I just want everybody to know that, you know, it doesn't have to be big to be successful. It just has to be better than what you started. And, exactly. and that was my whole goal. Better tomorrow, today than I was yesterday. Um, so I just want everybody to be inspired and just know that, you know, make good use of your time, you know, and, and, and don't get sad, you know, get out there and, and, pull your bootstraps up and do what you need to do. I mean, it's, yeah. it's time to fight for your career and, and your, your pocket. So yeah. and, no one's going to do like it for you. Like you said, if it's one, if it's one product sale a day, I mean, you just think about like, it's the joy of the cha-ching, right? I mean, the Shopify sound that when you hear it go off, you're like, you know what? It just feels good. It feels like you've built something. Um, and it's, it's not about the amount, like you said, it's about, you know, just, just the, the feeling of doing something that's pushing your business forward. And every sale, every cha-ching that comes through is one that doesn't go through on Amazon and helps grow your salon business. So, uh, you know, it, it's just, it, there's no reason not to really, and, and just, uh, have fun with it. And like I said, anybody can do it. So go check it out. And if you have questions, obviously post them in the comments. Uh, let's see if, uh, if there's anything before we go. Um, No, people are just saying you're rocking it. Have you received sales online from non-clients of the salon? That's a good question, Chelsea. So Chelsea's asking, did anybody buy products from you that 
don't go to your salon yet. Yes, we had someone um, a few weeks ago order from Virginia, um, which has <laughs> yeah. been also another topic to bring really quickly is I didn't realize the sales tax and use in every different state that you have to file. So a really cool um, thing that I found out the other day from someone is that you can use another and, and talking about Shopify is they have all these apps that tie into it. So we're using this thing called TaxStar. Have you heard of that, Matt? Uh, no, I don't know. TaxStar. So basically Tax you key in all of the tax jar like a jar, jar. okay um, gotcha. yeah, tax jar. so you go on there and you key in all your information and it files your sales and use tax for you so you don't oh, even awesome. have to worry about it. it it's it's incredible so we're we're playing with that now and trying to figure it out and it's just really been this trial and error and like i said you're gonna mess up it's not it's not right. if it's when and then you just know how to, you know, you just know that you're going to do it better tomorrow. I'm really excited to get back behind the chair, though. And somebody told me a long time ago that um, find something you can that can make you money while you're sleeping. Yeah. And this is doing that for me. And now I'm cutting hair. We all work really long hours in the chair. We stand behind that chair all day long, every day. And I want something that can kind of subsidize that a little bit because it's, it's hard work what we do. And this is yeah. just something that will give us a little bit of that cushion to say, oh, my gosh, this is working for me. And like you said earlier, for the people that don't own salons, you can still work with your salon to do something like this. And you could get a commission basis on that as well. Awesome. I love it. So um, I think that's, that's all the questions. Um, I think this was awesome information for for everyone, to be honest, and uh, you're doing such cool things. And uh, I can't wait to hear like an update, you know, in any like a few months to a year. Let's see and uh, see where you take everything. But um, good luck with with everything. And where can everybody follow you just so that they can, you know, be inspired and see what you're doing and keep up with what you're doing. You can follow us on uh, it's at blush HOB on Instagram. And that's at blush HOB. Um, or you can also follow me. I'm an educator as well for Balmain Hair Couture, international educator on my page. And that's at uh, Blush H-O-B E Smith. Okay. Very cool. All right, guys. So go give Alicia a follow. Um, and thank you again. Thank you for being on the show. Um, you know, this was uh, very inspiring and it's great to just have somebody that, you know, it, it, we're all the same guys. We're all going through the same stuff. Some people are finding solutions and you've definitely found a solution. So congrats to you. Keep the success going. I uh, can't wait to hear the update soon. Thank you. I appreciate it, Matt. And thanks Minerva for introducing us. It was a yeah, pleasure. For sure. All right. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. All right, guys here. Let me see if I can get this. There we go. All right. So that was Alicia guys. Did you enjoy that interview? Um, she's doing some wonderful things. And I think just to kind of sum up today's podcast and uh, hope you guys are liking this series. Uh, I think for all of us, it's still weird, right? It's still weird that, uh, you know, we're not in the salon doing hair um, craziness. But uh, at the same time, let me see, uh, you know, we're all pushing through and we're all figuring out ways to, to navigate it. And I think some of the best things come out of uh, these types of situations. I know that uh, me and my wife are constantly at home, like just trying to think of like, you know, the next move and, and what we can do and like how you can alter things and change things and grow uh, in situations like this. So um, I'm sure you guys are all having that same stuff. And uh, but take take uh, take inspiration from what Alicia has created. Um, 
not everybody can have an online business. Uh, it does take a lot of work. Like she said, you know, she's working more hours doing that, creating that than she did behind the chair. But at the same time, once you build it, it's there. And while you're sleeping, it's there and people can shop whenever they want to. And we got to think about the reality of the salon business coming up when we do open our doors is that there's, I mean, you guys got to know it going into the grocery store with the mask on. Um, if you don't have a list, you don't, not like it's hard to even think when you have that mask on so let alone relax and sell retail and do all that stuff so having something that people can go to and shop online off hours or when they're just sitting at home um is going to be kind of the key to the future i think um you know and people being able to save products in their basket and so they know exactly what they get and they can just hit reorder when they run out um all that stuff it's going to be it is kind of the wave of the future and small business online is also, um, you know, the wave of the future as well. So, uh, Jess, if you use them on mannequins. Okay. Jess has got a question. It's not, it's not related to this, but Jess, I'm going to answer it anyways. It's fine. Um, so she bought new scissors for haircutting. Uh, well using them on mannequins first for school ruin them. Um, I use my scissors on mannequins all the time. As long as it's not, I don't use my scissors on synthetic hair, uh, but I will use it on like natural human hair. Um, and I don't find that it hurts my scissors. Um, so I wouldn't worry about that. Um, you'll just have to get them sharpened and all that stuff, but just like you normally would, this is real hair. It's a little bit more processed, but uh, it's it's not that, not that big of a deal. Um, a lot of companies are doing affiliate programs, Nicole's saying. Um, so, yes, a lot of companies do affiliate programs. Here's the deal, though. A lot of them, um, it makes it more convenient. So, like, if you don't want to put in the work to build a store, totally understand that. It's a lot of work. Um, you'll get, like, maybe a 10%, 20% kickback at most um, from companies doing affiliate programs. If you uh, build your own store, you get all the profit from from the sale. Uh, so you're just gonna make more money putting in a little extra work to build your own store, but you don't have to do the shipping, you don't have to do all that. So it saves you time. So it depends on what you value your time. So just uh, think about those things. Um, it's okay, Jess, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm gonna be live again. I got my show coming up in an hour and 15 minutes. We're gonna be cutting a Bob uh, live. So check it out. Woke up this way as always at 12 o'clock Eastern standard time uh, on my YouTube channel and Facebook and all that stuff. So thank you to MinervaBeauty.com. Uh, best company in the beauty biz, in my opinion. Um, you know, we put together this crisis series, uh, crisis relief podcast series, um, you know, and we've had some really great guests on a lot of great information. So if you want to see more of these uh, podcasts, then you can listen to them. Uh, on iTunes, I post them on there. So look up Free Salon Education, uh, the Matt Beck podcast on there, or uh, Minerva Beauty's Facebook's running them all the time. So is mine, and uh, it's on YouTube and all that. So you can find it pretty much everywhere. So, um, Nicole, yes, really, really rewatch. Uh, this was a good one. A lot of great information. Again, thank you to Alicia. Thank you to Minerva Beauty uh, for being the greatest sponsor of this podcast ever. And if you guys need new salon furniture, go check out MinervaBeauty.com. Um, that is it. I think that's everything. Let me see if I have. All right, guys. Until next time, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. 
writing in the chat. Love seeing all of you guys, and I'll see you guys very, very soon. Thanks so much.